0: I'm Kyle Rhoad and this is the Rebel HR Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Rebel HR is a podcast for HR professionals who are ready to make some disruption in the world of work. Follow us online on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast. RebelHumanResources.com or follow me on Twitter at RebelHRGuy. Each week we'll be discussing topics that are disruptive to the world of work and talk about new and different ways to approach solving those problems. Right now, Human Resources is being called on more than ever to be a business partner and a value added resource to help our team succeed. Joined again by Molly Burdess and Patrick Moran, my co-creators of Disrupt HR Cedar Valley, Sherm board members for Cedar Valley Sherm, and all in all, awesome people. So excited for the conversation today. We're going to be talking about HR in the times of COVID. So I don't know about you two, but I feel like we are shifting gears into more of a new normal as it relates to the world of work. And COVID is now just another thing on the plate of HR to deal with, uh, in addition to everything else. And so I know that there has been a significant amount of disruption in our jobs, but also in a number of people's day-to-day work experiences, and unfortunately, some people's uh, jobs have been impacted. Uh, I would like to start by talking a little bit about recruiting. There's obviously going to be a number of people entering the marketplace right now looking for new jobs. So I'd like to help our listeners think about, from an HR standpoint, how are we changing our recruiting processes and what are we doing? And from a candidate standpoint, what are some things that you can do to help yourself be in a, in a great position for an opportunity and to to start a little bit of a new journey due to covid So why don't we start with you, Patrick? Why don't you walk me through what's different in the world of recruiting for you? I think how we're doing it. Um, We're utilizing Zoom. You know,
1: it's not just we're bringing people in to meet face to face. You know, we always start with our pre-screening. That hasn't changed, but um, it's slow. You know, our business uh, is—I won't say suffering, but we're hurting, just like everybody else. So we're really identifying if we're going to recruit, what is that position and is it critical? So that's the first thing we're identifying. And then we'll go through the process like normal. Um, we're kind of streamlining it, you know, making the interviews a little more impactful with Zoom, like I said earlier. Um, we have hired two people throughout COVID here in, a, in our corporate headquarters in Iowa, and they're critical. One's an IT person and one's a software developer. And so at that time, when you bring them in, you still wanna give them the tour and give them the experience of what our culture is like. Um, and that's been difficult. We bring them in, uh, we offer to them if they want us to wear a mask and they in turn have actually been offering if um, we should have them wear a mask. We are sitting in larger conference rooms to be socially distant. We're only limiting three people in a room when recruiting. So the series of interviews on site's taking a little longer. So instead of having four people and the candidate in a room, you have two or three different meetings. The tour, we try to stay as distant as we can as we walk through the facility. We don't typically go in areas that we shouldn't be anyway, regardless. So that hasn't changed a ton, but we make it a little faster. And then the final interview is actually followed up with another Zoom call uh, with the decision maker. So it's, it's changed as far as the candidate pool. On the bonus side for employers, there's been a lot more candidates applying because unfortunately they're laid off at their other roles. So we're actually seeing more, um, talent. Uh, you know, it's kind of an employer's, uh, kind of like in real estate's employer's market right now, where now the talents, talents there, whereas five months ago, we are screaming for talent. We couldn't find it. So it's really changed in the last five months how things have shifted.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. So, uh, rough numbers, how many, When you posted a job, how many applicants were you seeing pre-COVID and now how many applicants are you seeing after?
1: I would say with software development pre-COVID, it would take a week to find maybe 10 or 15. I think our first three days when we posted that developer position, we had like 30 or 40 apply. Um, Similar with IT. IT is kind of hit and miss a lot depending on the time of the year, I feel like. I don't know why that is. Um, A lot of it is students that are graduating because um, it's more of an entry-level uh, role we were looking for. But within two days, we had, I think, 25 or 30 resumes that passed
0: the pre-screening questions. And that's in the state of Iowa? Yeah. Similar experience from my perspective. And in the larger metro areas, what we're seeing in my organization is even, even larger numbers in the hundreds of applicants. We had to screen almost 500 applicants for an open position um, in Minneapolis for instance. So uh, uh, yeah, very different than about six months ago as it relates to number of applicants. So from a, from a candidate's perspective, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot tougher. You know, There's a, a, a larger competitive landscape out there. A lot of people have been impacted. Molly, as you are screening and continuing to fill roles in your essential business What is setting candidates apart for you right now?
2: I would say I've been doing a lot of probing questions just about how their current or previous employers handled COVID. And if they agreed with it, if they didn't, what they liked, what they didn't like. And let me tell you, just it shows a lot about their personality, their positivity, um, and if they're going to fit into our culture just by those questions. So that's what I'm finding and probably using the most through this, and it's been really valuable.
0: Molly, what is your experience on how the landscape has changed from an employer perspective for
2: recruiting? I would agree with what Patrick said. I think all of us, or all of us should be if we're not, especially in our role, having a seat at the table, is asking if our positions are critical. And what should we change? How should we change it? I think a lot of us are realizing that we can do so much more with less payroll. And you see that, um, especially in retail, which is where I'm at and hours are changing and I mean, the payroll save is just astronomical. So that's something that we're 100% doing first. From there, we're really looking at our marketing strategy around recruiting. I think we just really had to look and think like, okay, is it great to say, yay, we're hiring right now? Like, what does that actually put out there in such a serious time? So I think we're changing some of our content and we are looking for the more powerful moments. Like we're really leading around mission and values. Um, It's huge right now. So that's really what we're doing. Um, Just kind of looking high level at that stuff. We, both of our organizations, we hire people that are on the front lines all the time. So we thought about going to the virtual interview route and we do for the most part. However, it's really important that we bring them in so that way they can see where they're working what they're going to do. Um, and we're talking about what we've done through COVID, how we've changed, how we've evolved and a lot of them, that's important to a lot of them. I'm getting a lot of questions around how have you handled it. And then also job security. They want to know that they're going to have a job in two months. If there's this big second wave, like what does that look like for them? So we're trying to just be fully transparent about those things.
0: You know, as I look at recruiting and talent acquisition in general, yeah, we're seeing a lot more candidates. But we're also seeing a lot of candidates that are coming our way because we're essential. Yeah. And, you know, we supply food processes for the food industry yeah it's a good that's a good vertical to be in right now um
2: have you changed your marketing strategy around that like because of that
0: yeah from our perspective we've really hit on the fact that we are an essential employer and the technical term is critical infrastructure employer as defined by the cisa department of homeland security you know we we like to throw that verbiage in the uh In the profile but doing a lot with SEO and looking at what are the keywords that people are looking for right now so essential industry is one of those food fuel infrastructure you know some of those words people are looking for versus startup you know Mm -hmm. um, all those and I, I would echo what Patrick mentioned if somebody if somebody has IT expertise or any sort of skill set that can help an employer try to navigate working from home virtual meetings software you know i guarantee you that a number of businesses are sitting here thinking and i wish we would have invested in it mm-hmm. and and i wish we hadn't cobbled together that server that just crashed and now i can't even have a meeting um and, and yeah so i mean i i look at this as an opportunity for a lot of candidates to go back to the drawing board and reskill and yeah. and and find something that they're great at that that fits the now. It's it's gonna be a, an interesting uh, new normal for us.
1: One thing I was gonna mention, Kyle and Molly, that we've seen recently, which is really interesting. And in, and in where I work, um, there's a lot of companies out in the area that I'm in that have now hiring signs out front in the yard. I mean, a lot of places do that. I, we will never be one of those places. I don't like that strategy, but We've been seeing more walk-ins. We've been seeing more phone calls of just, hey, are you hiring? Or are people ringing the doorbell to the receptionist. And we don't see that anymore, and we're starting to see it again. And, Kyle, I just looked. You know, our unemployment before all this was, what, 2.1% or 2.5% in this county. Now it's nine. Well, that's why it's happening.
0: Hey, man, don't hate on the yard signs. You have one. I had yeah I got well not anymore but I I've I've had great success you know at one point early in my career I literally sent someone out on the front sidewalk with a sandwich board oh, like boy. like you see the little Caesar's sign spinner standing on the corner that hey, it worked if it works <laughs> it works so we, took a- we
2: have them too Patrick do you and let me yes because especially when we have people walking in our door the best candidates aren't looking for jobs usually. <laughs> So yes, we absolutely do. You, you know, you,
1: you guys will think this is funny. I was cleaning out my office one day when I was not dealing with COVID for 2 hours. I found an old uh, real estate sign that said our our business's name now hiring and it advertised we have air conditioning. That was a big deal.
2: In the manufacturing world, that is that is huge.
0: Hey, we don't we don't have it not everywhere. See? So, yeah, that's a thing.
2: I'm putting together my first virtual career fair right now. So that's fun.
0: How do you do that?
2: Well, um, just kind of doing it and seeing what happens. Um, I'm going to use Zoom. We've put a PowerPoint together and we're running through it. And honestly, I don't know that we will get anybody to show up, but I'm okay with that because what we're doing is we're advertising on Facebook and people are registering. So therefore we're getting their information which allows us to take that as a lead and reach out to them and really sell it. So I think either way, even if we don't have anybody show up, A, it's a great learning experience. I'd rather have nobody there for my first time while I figure it out. But I also get some awesome leads, so we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. And I love what you just said. It's you know, It doesn't really matter who shows up because you're learning. Yeah. Right. You're building a new process that you're going to continue to utilize if it works. But I feel yeah. like that's where we're all at, right? It's like a lot of this is uncharted territory. We don't know what's going to work. You know, I think the people that are the most creative and and innovative and able to to flex the processes quickly and be nimble as an employer, I think they're gonna they're gonna win. I think on the candidate side too. I'm, I mean, I've had conversations with a number of people who were impacted at no fault of their own, absolutely stellar candidates, a resume I would love to have had across my desk when we were in, you know, full blown hiring mode, but we just might not have that connection. But I tell people, you know, go out there, you have to put yourself out there and start to make connections. So a great example, I had a guy from a local manufacturer, one of the leading employers in town, struggling and this used to be the place that everybody wanted to work well now they're looking at layoffs and they're they're having an impact the guy reached out to me wasn't asking anything of me just wanted to learn wanted to learn what we're looking for learn about the company get the name out there guess whose resume i have sitting on my desk for the next time an opportunity opens up right so i so to to anybody that's out there that's struggling and just waking up every day hitting the road, knocking on Patrick's door, you know, don't give up, make those, make those connections and it'll pay off. Don't give up hope. So Patrick, you're a hopeful guy. Yes. What What do you tell to a candidate that doesn't have the exact resume for what you're looking for right now, but is, is clearly a top candidate. What do you, what do you tell them to give them some hope?
1: First thing I try to do is if, if I really think some candidate out there isn't for me, but could work somewhere else, I try to share that. I think it's it's good to share that with the candidates as well. But at the end of the day, not everybody can get hired. Um, there's a lot of great talent out there. We had this recently in our design department, and it's just you can only pick one. A lot of times that comes down to it. And, you know, if, it's, if we had two positions open, we could hire both. But that's just not the case sometimes. But I think the way to inspire them is, You know, just encourage them that, you know, if it wasn't for this other candidate and these certain qualities, you would be our person. And can you continue plugging away and don't get discouraged? Utilize, like what you said, the social media. Connect with people that are like positions or like companies that you want on LinkedIn and personalize a message and send it to them. Say, hey, I'm in the market. You know, if you really like a candidate and you really are impressed by them and they maybe have a LinkedIn profile, Write a little recommendation on their profile. That could be, you know, something that goes a long ways. It was just a few thoughts.
0: Yeah, LinkedIn. So for all you really cool people, probably in a different generation than myself, that think LinkedIn is just for old people, um, we actually do use it to recruit candidates. <laughs> as much as it's not cool. Facebook same thing. I know that that's a lot of new college graduates. That's like their parents' social media. But you should uh, you should definitely understand that if you are looking for an opportunity, you've got to connect on the networks that the hiring managers and hiring people are on, in order to make that presence known. Molly, what do you guys use from a social media perspective? You do a you obviously hire. A very generationally diverse group of people.
2: Yeah, sure do. We use LinkedIn. Um, We do a lot of Facebook, though. Facebook has their new job feature where people can apply right there. And it's crazy how many applicants we get. It's insane. Uh, I know Facebook has changed some of their algorithms. So we've kind of had to figure that out and learn as we go. But it's such a low cost. There is very low risk with it from a cost perspective.
0: Molly okay. dropping the algorithm term. Uh, You're so tech tech forward.
2: <laughs> no, I have an amazing marketing person that's helped me learn a lot.
0: Patrick, what is the final piece of advice you would give somebody who is looking for a job right now? To not give up, number one. Um, it's all
1: about timing. You just need to, It'll. you know, the stars will align. Just keep working at it. Um, I would probably say follow-up is the biggest key. Even if it's an employer that's maybe softly hiring, as long as you stay on their radar, maybe the timing will work out right for you. Just keep plugging away at it. And look at different ways. Um, look at different ways on how you're approaching looking for a job. Let's say you get turned down by let's my company, for example. Don't be afraid to ask me, hey, do you know of other people in, in town that are hiring that you know I could apply at? You know, that doesn't
0: hurt to ask either. Molly, what advice would you give to somebody who is looking for their next opportunity?
2: My biggest advice would probably be the same as Patrick. Make as many connections as you can everywhere, anywhere. Even by asking first, you know, do you know anybody else who's hiring? They'll remember you. So I think it's huge. Um, That's really the best thing you can do. What I also see a lot of, especially now as wages have been just rising because we're trying to all get good talents. Somebody wants a new job in more of like a professional setting or a higher level job. A lot of organizations are promoting from within and sometimes it's not the easiest to start maybe at the bottom again. But I think if you find the right company that will help you get there, I don't think you should not consider it. I think it needs to be considered because that's a way to grow very quickly. Um, And a lot of them will pay for some of your, maybe education or additional skills. So I think some people just won't even consider it. And I think that's a huge mistake.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think there's gonna be some jobs that become extinct because of this. Or become automated or obsolete in some way, shape, or form because a business is going to cut and find new ways to get around having to hire somebody back, right? Whether that's an IT project, uh, maybe it's automation, maybe there's a, a piece of software that can help. It, it's gonna. It's just sped up. I think that that job loss risk to a number of jobs that are probably largely. Um, repetitive and administrative in nature, right? You know, from my perspective, if you're a candidate and you're looking for a job, I, I think the other thing that I've seen a, a large interest in, kind of a growing interest, is people doing their own entrepreneurial pursuit, you know, starting a freelance business or, you know, figuring out new ways to earn dollars and and to to get through so from your guys perspective if somebody comes to you and says well I freelance here and I do this and I do a little bit of that I might bartend on the weekends and you see that on a resume what is your perspective on that work experience
2: They're go-getter
0: that's a good thing for you
2: It is a good thing for me, but I will also ask about their priorities and where they want to go in life. Um, So it's a good thing at first, but it also makes me question, what do you want to do long term? Are you going to be with us long term? So it it makes me a little more cautious at the same time.
1: Patrick? I'd similar similar echo that with what Molly said. You know, I like it. To me, it says that they're motivated and they're going to work hard to make their own money. Um, But it really depends on the role, you know, in the the organizations. If you can be here from 8 to 5, great. Go do your other thing on the side. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, So, you know, it's situational, but it shows motivation. It shows a little, you know, that spirit of being an entrepreneur and not being afraid to try new things.
0: And it's cool. So what would you do? So let's say you got a positive COVID test. Would you deny a candidate a job? (laughs) I don't think you can because
1: it's a medical condition. that, That typically should only last for 10 to 14 days. So.
0: Yeah, long story short, there's a lot of legal pitfalls here. If you don't have legal counsel guiding you through this, I would strongly recommend you maybe rethink that strategy. Employers out there listening.
2: Have you also heard, actually, one my payroll provider just came out with it and I haven't looked into it yet, but they actually do temperature screenings through their app. Uh, that makes me nervous at the same time. It's like, great idea don't want to be the first one to try it
0: <laughs> we, uh, we we looked into that um, we there's a software that we've utilized that can do that and it, it basically takes facial recognition software and overlays like the thermal camera imaging on top of it so if somebody matches the screen it won't let them in the building but because temperature isn't really a clear, predictor of whether somebody has this or not because there's so many asymptomatic people. We decided that the risk-reward of trying to put this in uh, just wasn't worth it.
2: So are you guys screening any of your new hires before they start and or people that come in for an interview? We are
0: asking them to self-screen and do a questionnaire.
1: We have the same thing, and we take their temperature just because we don't know where they've been.
2: Do you take your temperature of all of your the people in your team
0: no we don't have that manpower to do that Uh, every day nope i'm sorry i just i'm just picturing patrick with one of those like old thermometers and like a a doctor's (laughs) coat on and standing there and no entry
2: goggles
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that'd be good it'd be a good look for you patrick
1: i'm with you guys the temperature is just one thing there's so many other symptoms out there it's like You're going to pay somebody to stand at four entrances all day long. Like, you know, some companies have the manpower and bandwidth to do that. We don't.
2: I just read an article that that is going to become one of the most popular new jobs um, in the world is temperature screeners. Sign me
0: up. That sounds thrilling. (laughs) God bless it. To all of you out there who are starting in the new and exciting job of COVID temperature screening, best of luck. I'm sure you'll be busy for at least the next few months. (laughs) All right, that does it for the Rebel HR Podcast Episode 1. Big thank you to our guests Patrick and Molly. Follow us on Facebook at Rebel HR Podcast, Twitter at Rebel HR Guy, or see our website at rebelhumanresources.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rebel HR Podcast are those of the authors of the necessarily reflect the official policy reposition of uh, any of the organizations
2: here.